Mind in the Motorcycle, Monologues, Volume 22, February 25th, 2021. Hey, uh, it's yours truly again. Uh, I missed last week. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, those, you know, those things kind of happen. But I hope you're still with me. And um, as I'm getting started, obviously, you're listening to this if you're listening to it. Do you know what I mean? And if, in fact, you are, which you are, tell your friends. Uh, I've not done a very good job of uh, promoting myself. It's not my forte. But if you, obviously, if you're listening to this, you, you must like it. Um, and uh, let, let some folks know about it. It's, it's good to have some more people listening. And, uh, and we'll, now we'll get going. And um, uh, I'm not going to have quite as much news as I, as I used to have. I, it was too much. Um, and I, way too many stories and didn't really give me an opportunity to do exactly what I'm doing now, which is just to talk to you. So uh, we got, I got way fewer stories. And uh, let me, uh, you know, get going. Oh, and plus I, I always have to say the lone voice in the universe. Stories we're going to be covering, Corona Time, Pew Research, Social Security, Climate, etc., Mars, Pigs, Malcolm versus Martin, Romance, First Music, and we're going to say a poetic goodbye to a, just an incredible human being, a fellow by the name of Lawrence Ferlinghetti. So let's, uh, let's get started uh, with um, a couple of corona things. Uh, the coronavirus has infected more than 100 million people and killed more than 2.4 million all over the world since it began about a year ago. This is kind of, I took this not, be, just because this is really an interesting piece of information. Um, according to a mathematician by the name of Kit Yates of Bath University in Britain, if all the virus particles were collected in one place, they wouldn't even fill up a can like the ones used by Pepsi or Coke. So all the virus particles around the globe would add up to a total volume of about 120 milliliters, less than half that of a 12-ounce can. I thought that was like, holy crap, all this damage uh, being done, uh, and if you vacuumed all of it up, it wouldn't even fill up a damn can of Coke. I, I just, that kind of just struck me as um, just to help how, how potent this little bastard is. Moving right along, and uh, we'll still keep speaking a little about it, the little bastard, but this is uh, uh, vaccine-related. Um, in a speech last week, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres criticized what he called the wildly uneven and unfair coronavirus vaccination process that put millions uh, at risk of being left behind. And I've brought this up a number of times before, continuing um, with his quote, just 10 countries have administered 75% of all the COVID-19 vaccines. Meanwhile, more than 130 countries have not received a single dose. Now, how effed up is that? And, and it's for reasons of greed. Um, and it's also been backed up by the WTO. Um, the World Trade Organization, because uh, it's all about protecting patents, 
um, and protecting the money um, of the multinational, multi-billion dollar drug companies. It's fucked up, folks. And uh, we'll keep on this a little bit um, and, and go to South Africa. Uh, Thabo Cecile Makoba, who is the Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town, um, had the following. To, he, he publicly requ- uh, requested that President Joe Biden allow South Africans to use the Moderna vaccine by waiving patent protections that now keep the country from administering it. You know, exactly what I was talking about, and I didn't make it up. This is something that um, the poorer countries are, are well aware of. Uh, and um, the, uh, the Israeli government this past Tuesday uh, began delivering coronavirus vaccines, um, doses, to nations thousands of miles away. Uh, specifically Honduras, Guatemala, and the Czech Republic. Um, And guess who's not getting a damn dose? It's all of the Palestinians. So these guys in Israel who I think have already vaccinated half of the population, which is half of the Jewish population, um, have not, um, don't give a shit what happens in Palestine. And um, it's, it's awful. And by the way, the reason why um, those three countries have received the vaccines is because they have all agreed to move their um, embassies from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Okay? All right. A little bit of uh, news from the Pew Research Center. Um, And I love using their information. Uh, They are statisticians, not politicians. uh, And they just come up with all sorts of interesting facts. So uh, very recently, um, they asked over 900 um, innovators, developers, uh, business and policy leaders, researchers, and activists to respond to a series of questions. And the big thing was to consider what life will be like in 2025 in the wake of the outbreak of the global pandemic and other crises in 2020. So... um, Most of them said, um, and I'm just going to briefly summarize, that um, economic inequality is going to worsen. Uh, The power of big technology firms is going to increase. And the spread of disinformation is going to multiply. So what is going on now is going to simply get worse between now and 2025. And in the typical case of half empty, half full, um, on the half full side, they, uh, to me, over uh, optimistically um, uh, cited the following, that um, new reforms were going to be inaugurated that aimed at racial justice and social equity. Also, uh, there will be efforts to enhance the quality of life for many families and workers and there will be technological enhancements that will be produced. Um, I probably believe the, the, the bottom one about technology uh, enhancements because they're going to continue making more money. Uh, the quality of life uh, for many of us is not going to improve, and racial uh, justice and social equity is going to stay stuck um, until those of us without do something about those with. Speaking of those with, uh, last Tuesday was the first day of 2021 that millionaires uh, make no contribution to Social Security. The, um, 
the contributions to Social Security are capped at around $143,000 annually. So that means that someone who earns um, a million bucks, they stop paying, or they stop paying as of February 25th. For all of us who pay um, under that $143,000 figure, it represents about 6% um, of our, uh, of our, out of every check. For the millionaires, and now we're just talking about millionaires, this has nothing to do with multimillionaire, it's only 1% of their income. So do you see how inequitable that is? For working folks like us, it's 6% um, of what we earn. It gets taken out of every check. And for the folks that are earning 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times more than we are, it's 1%. This is one of the reasons why um, there's always talk about Social Security um, running out of money. Um, and it's because we have such an unfair system. All right. Uh, I love Sir David Attenborough. If you've never seen um, any of his um, his shows, God, they've been going on for years uh, uh, on the BBC. He's just an incredible naturalist, environmentalist, wonderfully articulate, charismatic. He had the following to say: "There is no going back. No matter what we do now, it's too late to avoid climate change." And the poorest and most vulnerable, those with the least security, are now certain to suffer. I don't have to add um, anything to that. I'm going to. I think I'm going to skip this story. But but staying with climate, there was a new study by uh, Australian and Chinese researchers uh, that basically adds weight to uh, the scientists' warning from a recent United Nations report about sea level rise um, and um, how dangerous it's going to be in uh, the coming decade, coming decades. Uh, the research published last Friday in the journal Nature Communications found that sea level rise projections for this century are on, quote now, are on the money when tested against satellite and tide gauge observations. So the sea is rising, and um, it's not biblical, although it would be biblical in terms of its effect. Um, staying with science and some nice news. Um, a week ago today, uh, Perseverance, which is NASA's most advanced rover to date, uh, made an incredibly f uh, flawless landing on Mars after a months-long trip of, of 292.5 million miles uh, from Earth. And they call Perseverance Percy, um, and it's a she. That's what they, how they like to refer to the rover. And the rover is going to be exploring uh, Jezero Crater, the site of an ancient lake that existed 3.9 billion years ago. And the vehicle's in great shape, and there are around 350 people who are uh, keeping Mars time for the next three months. That means their workday... Uh, is going to shift 40 minutes later every day. Um, I can't do the math, but I think it would give me a regularity. Uh, and their first task is done checking all the systems, science instruments, and hardware. Then it has to drive to a field and release a tiny helicopter that it carried to Mars. So this damn thing actually has kind of a drone. Uh, and that'll be really, really, very cool. And I'm going to talk about pigs. Pigs. 
most of you know that pigs are really, they're very, very intelligent. Um, and they're actually able to, to do fairly uh, complex cognitive tasks. Researchers recently tested to see if the mammals could learn to play video games in order to understand the, the cognitive processes of, of these farm animals. And they took four pigs, and they taught them how to use a, a joystick with their snouts in order to play a video game on a monitor in front of them. And it showed that these mammals understood the link between moving the joystick and what was happening on the screen. I think that's really cool. So uh, the pigs are gamers. All right, now I want to do something a little interesting, and, and I, it was kind of surprising to me. Um, I have two quotes, one from Malcolm X and one from uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, and you have to guess which one. Okay, here's the first one. Ignorance of each other is what has made unity impossible in the past. Therefore, we need enlightenment. We need more light about each other. Light creates understanding. Understanding creates love. Love creates patience, and patience creates unity. Once we have more knowledge about each other, we will stop condemning each other, and a united front will be brought about. Okay, so remember that one. The second one. The majority of white Americans consider themselves sincerely committed to justice for the Negro. They believe that American society is essentially hospitable to fair play and to steady growth toward a middle-class utopia embodying racial harmony. But unfortunately, this is a fantasy of self-deception and comfortable vanity. And you remember the two. Uh, first one, much more ecumenical, uh, loving. Well, that was Malcolm X. The bottom one, which was dealt with um, the unfortunate... Uh, the, the, the unfortunate truth of how things are was Dr. King. Um, I just, I, it, it just struck me as interesting, and what really struck me about it um, is how maligned uh, Malcolm X has been um, over the years um, and vilified as this you know, violent, um, hateful character. Um, it's terrible, terrible what, what, what we do. Uh, we're going to lighten up a little bit. Um, Guess how much money people have lost to romance scams in 2020? And this is according to the Federal Trade Commission. $304 million. $304 million has been spent by people looking for love um, and getting nothing but broke uh, while they're doing it. It don't work. And... Uh, uh, this is a great story, and I'm, uh, I'm almost done, by the way, which is really cool, and I'm at 15 minutes, but I really want to stay with it because it won't be much longer. Um, th you know, thanks for hanging in. Um, in. In 1934, archaeologists discovered a large conch shell in a French cave, and it was covered with prehistoric wall paintings. Um, a recent study found that the shell was actually a musical instrument used by the cave inhabitants more than 17,000 years ago. The ancient people had decorated the instrument in the same way they adorned the walls of the cave. So and the, the suggestion was probably that this musical conch was used in rituals and ceremonies held within the caves. I just think it's truly it, it's really fascinating. 17,000 years ago, um, our, our predecessors um, were, were making music. 
and they actually were able to discover um, that um, it played notes that were similar to C, D, and C sharp. So uh, these dudes were into making music. How do you like that? All right. Um, now I want to, I'm, I'm just about finishing, and I want to read a poem uh, by a fellow by the name of Lawrence Ferlinghetti, uh, who uh, died a couple of days ago at the age of 101. This was one extraordinary human being, a gifted, gifted poet. Um, and he, I believe, was actually the first person to, to actually start a, an independent bookstore, which he did in San Francisco, I think back in the 60s. He was a pioneer on, on so many different levels. Um, and he actually believed with all his heart that poetry could save the world. I, I love the idea um, on a broader level. I love the idea that art, um, whether it be music, or painting, poetry, literature, has incredible power. Um, and we need to look at it for um, inspiration, which we have and we need to continue doing. So in honor of uh, the late Lawrence Ferlinghetti, who, by the way, also had a unique way of writing his poems. And I wish you could see it. The... It's like a ladder. It, it's not in even sentences. And, and it's kind of like going down a ladder. Um, when you read a phrase and then down below and a bit off to the right is another phrase. Then you go over to the left. It's, and it really helps to... Um, it's a poetic way to look um, at writing. And it really helps um, in reading. So uh, this, uh, this poem is called The World is a Beautiful Place. The world is a beautiful place to be born into, if you don't mind happiness, not always being so very much fun, if you don't mind a touch of hell now and then, just when everything is fine, because even in heaven, they don't sing all the time. The world is a beautiful place to be born into, if you don't mind some people dying all the time, or maybe only starving some of the time, which isn't half so bad if it isn't you. Oh, the world is a beautiful place to be born into. If you don't much mind a few dead minds in the higher places or a bomb or two now and then in your upturned faces or such other improprieties as our nature brand society is prey to with its men of distinction and its men of extinction and its priests and other patrolmen and its various segregations and congressional investigations and other constipations that our full flesh is heir to. Yes, the world is the best place of all for a lot of such things as making the fun scene and making the love scene and making the sad scene and singing low songs of having inspirations and walking around looking at everything and smelling flowers and goosing statues and even thinking about kissing people and making babies and wearing pants and waving hats and dancing and going swimming in rivers on picnics in the middle of the summer and just generally living it up. Yes, but right in the middle of it comes the smiling mortician. Really cool poem. All right, uh, we're just at about 20 minutes. Um, I want to thank you uh, very much for listening and, and repeat yet again. If you've gotten this far, tell your friends. They might enjoy it um, as much as you. Uh, if you like the written word, uh, please check out my blog at uh, mindinthemotorcycle.com. And um, until next week, same time, 
same station. God bless.